Yo, I'd like to welcome everybody to a special episode of the B Diddy Show. It's your man B Diddy, aka Tio Torpedo, aka the Badass Yellow Boy, aka Baymont's favorite DJ, aka Mr. Saturday Night, aka Free Spoke the Bear, aka Cadillac Slim, aka Two Billion Dollar Tony, aka B Diddy Bus Pass, aka B Diddy Budget, aka B Diddy Billions. And I have an artist here with me. He has, yeah, I'm going to go into his background. We're going to go into his art. We have the artist right here, the artist Manier. The artist Manier in the building. What's up? What's up, Manier? Yo, yo, what's good, B. Diddy? How you, bro? You know what I'm saying? Up over here in the building right now. You feel me? Trying to let my fan base know a little bit more about me. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh-huh. expand my network a little bit with you, bro. You Appreciate it. Yeah, Appreciate it. So, so tell me about... This high school I saw here it says Lumpita, Cal. It says uh, Calibro Senior High School in Lumpico, California, and also Collinwood High School. Tell me, tell me about those places. Okay, bet, bet. Collinwood, you know what I'm saying? That's I'll start there. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, out in Cleveland, man. You know what I'm saying? East Cleveland. That's where I grew up. You mm. And um, I'm from Toledo. Oh, oh where? That's yeah. what's up, mm-hmm. man. That's what's up. So, um, yeah, I grew up out there, and um, Collinwood was a high school I went to and shit. And, um, you know, it was, it was like every day I had to walk like three miles to get to school and shit. That was before they was doing, like, school buses. The only people that really had school buses was the white people neighborhood and shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, got, I actually ended up getting expelled out of that school, though. That's why I moved to Cali. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying to to beat a charge and shit and um, that's the plot of know. Boys in the Hood. Yeah, yeah, isn't it or so, something like you that? You know what I'm saying? It? I ended up on a Greyhound, bro, <laughs> at um 15 years old from Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Downtown Cleveland, straight to um straight to uh, L.A., bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? At at 15, man, it's, it's a surprise that I made it there. To be honest, that's a plot. With of, you, that's bro. a that's a plot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So you also got in trouble one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was facing a felony charge, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, saw a battery. Uh, you know, for some for some bullshit as an adolescent trying to get strikes with the crew and shit. You already know, man. So. Mm-hmm. But um, Cabrillo, you know what I mean, out in Lompoc, Lompoc, you know what I'm saying? Lompoc. Yeah, that, you heard of that prison before and shit, probably. Lompoc. Big, uh-huh. big prison out there and shit. But um, that's that's where I lived. And it was basically where my family sent me to try to get a new start, man. But it's like a prison town, like one of those towns that's supported by the prison. Exactly. So exactly. all the jobs there, everybody that sells cars, sells cars to the warden. Basically, basically. The houses so, is built for the guards. Yeah. But it's um it's about um I would say about an hour and some change away from Santa Barbara. And you know what I'm saying? I spent a lot of time out in um San Luis San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, Santa Barbara. But um Lompoc was just a little village town and shit, suburb so I could get my act together, but that shit ain't work out. What kind of student was you coming up? Um, I was the type of student that uh, basically wouldn't go to class and still pass, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, that was actually the reason that they um, sent me to secondary school is because the principal was getting frustrated. I only had a 48% attendance rate, but you know what I'm saying? All of my tests, you feel me? I would show up for them shits. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking demonized, though, you feel me? Like, all red, the homework, up. Not, not, 
Not the homework, not so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? They, they was you just come to school high? You just come oh, high. yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Demonized. That's what demonized means. Yeah, demonized, man. That's hilarious. So, you yeah. just come to school, but you still get good grades. At this point, was you in athletics or anything like that? I was really just in the, um, trouble, man. That's that's That was my sport growing up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just finding the, the next uh, risky thing. You feel me? Um, it's like when when you looking for 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 something, you know what I'm saying? You start looking in the wrong places and shit. So you know, I was really athletic though. You feel me? And um, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? A lot of coaches try to recruit me and shit, but my head just wasn't in that, man. You feel me? And they um they drug tests on the physicals that's and shit. Right. So. Yeah. Damn drug tests in high school, bro. That's <laughs> I, that's how you need to get all the pot smokers on the football team. Yeah, need right. more pot smokers. Probably be better. They probably be more focused. Get them off or something. <laughs> nah, they'll be just playing tag. They won't even have that's the energy funny. to tackle nobody. <laughs> <laughs> just a whole bunch of tag playing right? football players. So around this time, was you getting into the music? So the music, it's funny. I started off doing um poetry, bro. In, in uh, California or in Ohio? In Ohio, in Cleveland. I started okay. off doing poetry because, um, like, growing up, I didn't have too much exposure to um, to too much music. I was uh, I was basically raised in, like, a, um, a Muslim community and stuff, and um, a lot of Nation of Islam um, uh, influence and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? So that type of environment, it was a little type of a bubble until I started being too bad for them to control me, then they sent me out of the bubble. So, you know, I knew words though, you know what I'm saying? I knew how to express myself with words and you know what I'm saying? I just naturally had like a cadence in my head for everything. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually started off writing uh, poetry and doing open mic poetry and selling my, um, selling some of my poems out in this uh, marketplace called uh, Coventry down in uh, Shaker Heights and shit. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, and um, you know that's how I started. But when I when I I know um, Shaker at oh okay bad bad. <laughs> I had a coach. I had a coach that played for my football team. Shaker had good football team, right? Bro, they had that money. <laughs> yes. So I had a coach that thought he was bad because he just played on Sh um, Shaker. Then my uh, friend ended up choking him after practice. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from Shaker. A lot of people from Shaker come to sleep on get beat up. <laughs> they they hot that. stuff in Shaker. So, so, but I can see Shaker also being a hub for a good, as best of incubators you can get in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. In the suburbs, because it's a black suburb. Yeah. Right? I mean, the weird thing about Cleveland, man, is, you know what I'm saying? They got this whole other section called Euclid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Euclid is technically part of Cleveland, but it's really just like the Hasidity area. So they mm -hmm. done changed the whole city. And with that, they changed the budget and structure for the schools and everything. So, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? The, the good budget for the schools was going over to Euclid and Shaker and all of them University Heights area and stuff like that. And then East Cleveland and, you know what I'm saying, the shore... We wasn't really getting nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my my first week, I saw someone get thrown out of the second-story window at the cafeteria. Like, yeah. that's that's just how the type of school was. You so, know what I'm saying? So you had to get, literally had to shake to shake her to get some art, it sounds like, to sell your... So Basically. You, so to sell, you had to go to Shaker. You had to go to Shaker. It, it's, not, it's interesting that you are second artist. I had this interview that had that experience where the city... Depending on what city, what programs they have, yeah, yeah. they do help the artists in ways to help them get their art out. So you're in Shaker, you're yeah. selling your art, yeah. you're still doing your thing in the streets, yeah. you're not getting in trouble. Yeah. 
and where you did you take the art that you're making in, in Shaker? What was the biggest thing that you was it one of your biggest accomplishments that you had as a youth before you went to college? If you had any accomplishments, or was it just all hustling and not really getting into nothing? Was yeah, it? that that whole you know what I'm saying art selling thing that wasn't even my idea. That was my big brother's idea because you know what I'm saying like. I wasn't really focused on that. The only reason I was writing these poems was to get shit off my chest because mm-hmm. I didn't really have anybody to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he actually ended up taking them, putting them in a printing format, framing them, and then going to sell them for me. You know what I'm saying? Because my brother, he's an airbrush artist. So we grew up, you know what I'm saying, doing airbrush teas on the corner of 105th, you know what I'm saying, in Superior out in Cleveland. You know, just making a couple dollars. So he was into that art scene. I was, I didn't even know I was making money to be real with you, bro. Hey, that's how I like some Cleveland stuff right there, too. <laughs> He's like just a you know, Polish boy. Yeah, I'm boy. Yeah, I'm boy. And you good. So, basically. So basically. That's funny. There's a, lot, there's a lot of artists coming from Cleveland and a whole lot of uh, artists and people, even though it is. A city in the Midwest, we still have our art history down there. We still yeah. got the um, Bone Thugs and Harmonies. Yeah, we got I grew up around that, man. You know okay. what I'm saying? I grew up going to the uh, same check cashing place. That was the first time I actually saw a crazy bone. I had this crazy ass, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? Gold buckle chain looked like the sun was just beaming in my face. That was the first time I saw some real jewelry. You know what I'm saying? Outside of the uh, D boys that would just pull up and shit randomly, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Bone was definitely a big influence on um, on my craft. Like, as far as the, the melodies and the harmonizing, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. because I was in Cleveland, born and raised, that was like, that was that was the shit right there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I also fucks with uh, Lauren Hill real heavy, man. That's that's another one of my, you know what I'm saying, artist inspirations and shit. Yeah, I'm going to stay on Ohio one more, t- little bit, one more, t- little bit more on Ohio real quick. Top five artists from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, artists is, is, from is Ohio. Is there even five artists that have it's, come it's out of hard. Ohio? I mean... Let's <laughs> think about this, because you have probably Kid Cudi, MGK, Bone Thugs and Harmony, probably... I mean, then you got to start going, like... Then you got to start going to R&B world. Yeah. If you start going to R&B world, then you got your Leverts and all your others. I can't really tap my head just think about... I think Gladys Knight was born in Toledo. Like, yeah, it goes like that, but there's not really... When you in the, you know what I'm saying, like, where I was from, mm-hmm. you know, I think the main influences of music out there was really, like, from Detroit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, from, like, uh, I would say, like, the whole fucking try. Uh, the tri-state um, area, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they listen to a lot of Jada out there at the time I was growing up. They listened to a lot of, um, you know what I'm saying, Pac. Mm-hmm. You know, after Pac did that collab with um, Bone Thugs, you right. know what I'm saying? That shit was lit, you feel mm-hmm. me? So Pac, you know, Cleveland always had, like, a, a big thing for Pac, though, man. You feel me? Like, that's, you heard it in the songs, you know what I'm saying? That's the guy. Pac was the guy, especially when <laughs> you did that song. When you did the song with... Uh, Bone Thugs and yeah, Harmony, and then yeah. the, and then also Bone did a song with uh with Biggie. Uh, Biggie. Yeah, and yeah, that was that was like, and they, they were the only artists who, who 
did that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that was that was a crazy collab, and mm-hmm. both of them, woof, rocking, well, rocking. <laughs> What was like your first day out in California being um, out in Cali? What was your first day out? What was it, what was it like? The first day you, out? You dropped the Greyhound. I would say, now I can't say that was my first day out because my aunt was waiting for me and I couldn't really shake and move how I wanted. Okay. You me? So the first day out, um, <laughs> I just had these uh, these new these new forces laced up, you know what I'm saying? That's when niggas used to call them icy whites and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I know, never know. So, um, I just had these new forces and shit. And I just remember, like, this dude pulling out a bag of bud. And literally, I thought, like, I, I was, like, the dude, the boy in Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Because the level of bud that I was used to was only sticks and seeds in the Midwest. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I went out there and I saw that shit. And I'm like, yo, where are the sticks? Where are the seeds? You know what I'm saying? They're like, nah, this Cali bud. It was literally like golden buds. And that honestly was the biggest thing that stood out for me when I first went to Cali. How good the bud what? was. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so they thought they was doing you good. To get you from Cleveland to Cali, <laughs> nah, just to introduce you to up. good weed. <laughs> I, was, I was drinking Coke Forty Fives before. Then they turned me up on the Mad Dog Twenty Twenty out in Cali, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, just like I said, man, ripping and running, and filming. You still making music at that time? So at that time, I started freestyling. Okay, you know what I mean, like um, I started um, rapping me and my boy JC in his garage, and then um, we just started branching out. And then I actually formed a little group and stuff. What was uh, the name of it? It was called Bro- uh, Brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? The, bro- the Brotherhood or Brotherhood? Just Brotherhood. Brotherhood. You know get, get it right. Yeah, yeah. Just Brotherhood. Uh-huh. And um, it was just crazy because it was <laughs> me. Cal- the Calibro Brotherhood, the group. Yeah, y'all, yeah. Y'all nah, was late. It was some other shit. So this after, is <laughs> after high school. You, you know, you transitioned. Yeah, this is still in high school. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I had a whole bunch of action throughout my entire, like, okay. you know what I'm saying, teenage days. So this is literally just a matter of months since I was out in Cali. So we started. You <laughs> started smoking weed. <laughs> Porter rap group. Yeah, for real. <laughs> New liquors. <laughs> That was the first time I um Brotherhood. I, I saw a stocking get get um put inside of a hanger to make a popper stopper. You know what I'm saying? That's new. That's new to me. I don't even know what that is. Nah. So when a when, sock inside of a hanger. So what they do is they take the stocking and then they bend a wire hanger into a circle form and then they put the stocking over it and that acts as a pop filter in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like for for like when you record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was lit. <laughs> So y'all recording through do rags basically. Well, not do rags, but, <laughs> but stocking, you know. stocking caps. The stocking caps. Wave caps. Wave caps yeah. For the pop filter. You know, that's my, hilarious. My boy's mom's like, "You taking my stockings again, boy?" Because <laughs> those shit, we'll be adjusting them, making holes in it. Yeah. Just like, yo, go get another one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, such, that's such a that's such a young rapper thing. Like, oh man, yeah, I'd be so much doper if I maybe had two. We got to get the pop filter right on here. No, for so real. you just experimenting with pop filters. Oh man, that's hilarious. That so crazy. What was the first song? Was uh, did the Brotherhood ever put out a project or a mixtape or songs? You know, it's funny, man. I'm gonna tell you the the reason why I stopped fucking with them. And the yeah. reason was is it was me, my boy uh, Jeff. You know what I'm saying? Used to go by the name of Young Ripper. You know what I'm saying? And then this other dude, um, white boy, he, he was pretty dope. 
But um, what turned me off from the group, and I'm going to just be 100% transparent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went and got the group's name tattooed on his back like some 50 cent shit, bro. And I was like, dog, like, how you going to be in a group with us? You know what I'm saying? And you get this big ass tattoo of the name of the group on your back. Like, that's some personal shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even be a part of the group like that. <laughs> what? He got the group name tatted on him Bruh, too I'm early? I'm about, like, fucking 12-inch high letters. <laughs> Why did he get the group? So, you know, and old English. <laughs> Why did he do that? You know, young, young niggas and shit. So, you know, it just made me feel like he was just trying to run shit and... I had, I had. Oh, he's not, not, now I got to be his tattoo on the boss now. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, bro, you better chill out. That yeah, tattoo yeah, don't mean yeah, that so you're on shit. After that, you feel me? Like I was already due for a change of scenery anyway, so I ended up um, getting in some more trouble, and then um, that was actually 17 years old. I think 18, 17 is when I took a flight out to uh, out to Jersey, and you know, what I'm saying I was living out in Patterson. You feel me? So. You know. Yeah. Hello. Hello. You know how glad you are. Yeah, CPT. What's up? We're you know, recording. Like, I swear I wasn't going to be on CP time today. I promise y'all I said that. But Big yeah, Ange in the building. We hey, recording. What's up? What's up? We're recording right now, Big Ange. Okay, cool. Hollywood Angel. I would call her Big Ange. Shout out to Big Ange, Hollywood Angel. You know, my, my A&R slash manager. You feel me? Getting me in these doors the right way. We was talking about we talking about brotherhood. Do you you heard no, about brotherhood? About that. You heard about the brotherhood yeah, tattoo no. saga? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you tell stories no. here. Right? I have not we can heard about that. What's going on? Tell me. He was in a rap group back in the, one of his first rap groups called Brotherhood, and some dude, some one of the members got a big tattoo of brotherhood on the back of his. 12 inch letters on his back <laughs> and it turned them off from the group. I left the group. After, that, you know <laughs> after the saying? group, he was like, nah, I'm not feeling your slide. He ain't about to sun me. Nah, he, was, he got these obnoxiously large fucking old English, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, Crip O, Triple O G type letters on his back just saying the group of the name. I was like, nah, bro, you're doing too much. Is it, this, 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 is, this is young him still adjusting from Cleveland. Yeah, right. yeah. So we're talking about that So I remember that um, when I was growing up, I was about to join a gang. Uh-huh. But they told me I had to either get sexed in or beat up. Oh, and shit. they told yeah. me they would let me claim them for a little bit. So, <laughs> like a trial Arizona, period. Yes, mm-hmm. you literally have a trial period where you can claim a game. Yeah. But at a certain time, they're going to want you to either get sexed in if you're a girl mm-hmm. and you have to let all the homies hit you and run a train on you, or you get beat up. And I Ooh. definitely wasn't going for none of that. Yeah. So, I'm not with the sisterhood either. <laughs> yeah, you too pretty yeah, to get beat up. Where was this at? Had you just in Phoenix? You said? Yes, I was in Phoenix, Arizona living there. Um, 52nd and Delgado is what it's called. Uh-huh. And they are part of the Pyrus. They're uh-huh. part of the blood gang. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we wear red, maroon, black, and stuff like that. And I used to wear the colors and everything. So that's just a little side note about me. <laughs> I'm a little gangster. Yeah. I imagine California, West Coast, y'all different. He was out on West Coast. So let's talk. So use West Coast. Going through a couple of so, my skeletons. Go, going through talking. You got some interesting <laughs> stories. You got you. So you got um. Out of the group, right? Yeah. Yeah, out of the group at the time. Out of the group. Ripping and running. Ripping and running. This, this is now you are grown man status. You're no longer a kid. Yeah. 
Yeah, like 17. Yeah, you're still making music with the uh, pop filter, the stacking up. Yeah, yeah, pop yeah I was talking about the wire uh, hanger, and I made a uh, pop filter with the stock and the shit. That's how we used to co- record back in the day. Wow. We couldn't afford the regular pop filter. Yeah, they, and now he's recording at studios like Tree Sounds with Celebrity Max and where Shout out to Celebrity Max. Shout out to Tree Sound Studio. You already know. So after you left, so after you left the the high school environment, were you going back into? Were you doing music at the time? So, what were you doing? Nah, I ended up. Um, did, did, I did was in secondary going. school at that time, and I ended up dropping out. I only had like six more credits to go, mm-hmm. but it was just something like like I said. This I was New still Jersey? trying to find myself. No, this was in Cali before okay. I left. Okay. I was still trying to find myself in. It was just something weird about graduating. I just didn't feel like it was for me. It's weird, man. But um, I ended up just bailing out in secondary school and then moving to Jersey at that time because um, I had got into some beef. Um, I ended up, <laughs> funny story, I ended up sleeping with um, my best friend's mother. And, um, in Cali or in? In Cali. In Cali. And the best friend was a chick. Was uh-huh. it the best you ever had? Uh, it was I. You know, from from when you young, you know what I'm saying? You just want to mm-hmm. <laughs> stick your shit in anything. So, you know, but um, it was just crazy because her older brother, you know what I'm saying? He was affiliated and we was both affiliated with the same people and it became a conflict of interest. And the OGs, they sent word down for the green light and shit. And, um, you know what I'm saying? Because he had more stain than I did or whatnot. And, um, yeah, man. So, after Damn, that shit happened, because the, the thing light. is, I would have handled it by myself, but they started running up in my mother's house. So, you know what I'm saying? At that point, I was like, I got to go. Really? Because his mom chose you. His mom was probably, yeah, I think his mom probably wasn't that old. His, his probably mother, was his in mother her 30s. Was a dope head, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, she looked good, though. She wasn't old, because like, she was in high school. She couldn't have been that old. No, nah, she was like... She in was her like 30s. 30s. Yeah. yeah. She was like 30-something. That, that, yeah. that cougar coochie. <laughs> All right, that's not even cougar. Yeah, exactly. I guess... To, I don't even know what people mean by cougar coochie no more. What does cougar mean to you? Because that mean, cause what does that mean when people say cougar coochie? Because now, in my 30s, that mean that I'm getting cougar coochie from everybody else's 30s? Uh-uh. Now yeah. you're getting... Panther coochie. Uh-huh. <laughs> there, that is another term. There's a there's, oh, a, there's, levels. there's levels to that shit. <laughs> okay, that 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 threw me off. I'm tired. <laughs> Panther pussy. <laughs> Bro, you had it hard. So you out here in you out here trying to live your best life, Cali, just trying to get you a little cut on the side, and it yeah. ends up causing a basically a green light to be put on you for everybody out basically, there. Y'all know. Basically. We, you know, in the Cali, green lights is, is a little different than the East Coast shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, when they say green light, it's whatever. It doesn't matter what, like, basically, like, a lot of the times the gangs will, will beef in between each other, you know what I'm saying? But when there's a green light, that goes for, like, all colors. Like, if, if you're within the same color, everybody in that color is able to act on that green light without any problem. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, but it is what it is, man. You know, I'm still here. Now, so after Green Light, you know, who, who ended up making the decision to get you out there to New Jersey? Um, Whose call was it? Your people? <clears throat> did you let them know what's going on? Or was it just like, it's just your time? To- so my mom, she was basically hysterically crying about to go into a panic attack. You know what I'm saying? She she had a bipolar, you know, and um, 
she already had a hard time dealing with shit, so my shenanigans wasn't really helping and shit. And once motherfuckers started showing up at the house, she really looked like she was about to fucking lose it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she called my pops. Um, I ain't know my dad, but um, the one thing that he did do for me was buy me a plane ticket. He ain't bought me a plane ticket to him because, of course, I was too much of a problem. He got me into Jersey. So that's how I got out. And um, <clears throat> I basically left just so I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, keep breaking my mother's heart. You know what I mean? I didn't, I'm looking at some stats from um, Newark, New Jersey. Some interesting things about Newark, New Jersey. According to Insider, it said Newark is one of the top 20 rooted cities in the country. <laughs> that's true. And according to... Uh, the other service I read said that EWR is one of three airports that services New York City, and Newark is one of the top 15 busiest airports in the country. I love Newark. Every time I fly to New York, that's exactly where I fly into. I mean, every time I go uh-huh. to New York, because it's only like 10 minutes with the train uh-huh. from New York into Brooklyn or Manhattan, yeah, somewhere like yeah. that. I think you could take the path right over, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then, and then from there, you jump on whatever color line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, Hub said that Newark is the second most stressful city in America outside of 150 cities they, they measured. Newark real. is, and it says also top 15 most murderous cities yeah. in the city, according to Patch. And they said that the South War neighborhood near the airport. Is one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the country. Yeah, I live like ten minutes away from the airport. That so South Ward was yeah. that, that was, that's where you come. Yeah, right through. off of Bergen Street. See, you won't even know if you just go <laughs> into the airport, going to TGI Fridays, <laughs> and get on the train and well, do Manhattan. You don't realize that you're in South Ward and then getting I, it in. Bro, these these no, you will know. Never, <laughs> you don't know. She says you know. I've never realized that because I always have fun when I'm in New York. Well, I mean, from New York <laughs> like, Airport, I'm gonna be. Nah, nah, Newark is crazy, bro. Newark. You know what I'm saying? When, when, if you from Newark, you say Newark. You know what I'm Newark. saying? You don't say Newark. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's Newark. Say Newark. 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 You know what I'm Yeah. Yeah, that's how you say it and shit. But yeah, it's real We're rough. From out the there. South. We say Newark. Newark? Yeah. It's Newark. 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 I'm like, what city you talking about? Uh, I'm from Ohio. We definitely say Newark. Right. You got Newark, Ohio, too, I believe so. It's yeah. a, you know, Newark? They got some good DBs down there in Newark. That's what we do. They got good running back down there in Newark. I've been hearing they they real going. They gonna go Division Four. Yeah, I that's heard this where year. Rutgers is. You know what I'm saying? Newark is down in. I know Rutgers. Yeah, that's, okay. that's where Newark is. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So y'all so, got so um, Rutgers is a Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Rutgers is a Big Ten. Um, what's that? Willie P. William Patterson University is out. Got oh, here, shit, you know. Man. Um, but honestly, the only thing nice about Newark is downtown. Everything in it, that was basically the same thing with Cleveland, too. It's like a lot of these urban, East Coast, Midwest-type cities, they only give a fuck about putting the money into the downtown areas. And then once you get, like, five minutes away from downtown, mm-hmm. it all just goes to shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's what Newark was. The cops, you know, it is what it is, man. There's hoods everywhere, all around America, and we all struggling. So, shout out to all the hoods, bro. You shout out to all the hoods because it's very similar situations that everybody goes through when you, they talk about, reminds me of when you talk about uh, Newark, it almost reminds me of people talk about Temple and Philly. Like, Temple and Philly is a, in a rough neighborhood. Yeah. Um, when we talk about going from the airport, like, Big Ann, she, she's a, a rare person, but... When they put the money in the corridor, so that it's like, like uh, blinders, blinders, yeah. 
It's almost it's, it's almost as bad as what they do in Korea. You ever heard of Korea when they uh, have fake food? Yeah, in yeah, their grocery yeah. stores. Yeah, did you see that movie? The um interview. Yes, that's when they had the kid eating the fucking lollipop, yeah. and then all of the fucking groceries was just cardboard pictures that's, and shit. That's that's the South for real. That is, you know, like out there, you really got people for real, for real, yeah. waking up at six a.m. to line up in front of food shelters and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this shit is for real. And that was before COVID happened. Right. So after COVID happened, now, and I'm going to tell you another thing. Like, because Newark is that type of city, a lot of these a lot of these other neighborhoods, more affluent neighborhoods, will come into Newark mm-hmm. and buy up all the groceries, bro. Wow, mm-hmm. it was shortages on water, toilet paper, all of that shit. The, you know what I'm saying? The other neighborhoods, surrounding cities will come out because we didn't have that much money to buy the, all the shit in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they would just buy it up, and then we wouldn't have nothing, man. It's crazy. But. The Dark Man X. Yeah. Changed his name to DMX because it was a lot easier to market, sell DMX. Yeah. Several rap names. I've gone by DJ Optimus One. That was my first rap name I ever made when I made my first mixtape. Mm-hmm. I've had several. I've been looking for your. I've been looking for your stuff. <laughs> the RS Veneer pulls up maybe a year worth of stuff. So I know uh, you've been making music this whole time. What rap names have you had? <clears throat> Yo, that's funny as hell. I've been doing my did. Did he be doing his research <laughs> on you? Goddamn! I'd be like, hold on. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, your LinkedIn page, everything. I'm like, where the hell? Is, where you at? All right, all right, G Money Stacks. You know, G Money Stacks. Yeah, G Money Stacks. And it's um, a Cleveland name, or is a Italian that, that name? Was, that was just a name that I was that I was given by my crew and shit. Right. My my handle was was, uh, and this the reason I said this funny is because. When I started coming out to Atlanta, I was like, oh, shit, thank God I didn't run with that. My name, look, you see you see this right here? It says yeah. Moo, and then there's a stack of money. Oh, that's hilarious. Me. So my name was Money Moo. Oh, that's funny as <laughs> There's a Money Moo that's doing big <laughs> things right there. So it's like, I don't know what happened, but for some reason through divine intervention, yeah. I ended up changing my name hard, before man. any of that shit happened. When I came out here, I was like... Yo, this nigga got my name. Oh, that's funny. But I'm like, oh, man. Imagine had I not fucking started to go with a different name and shit. Yeah. So that was uh, Money Mode, G Money Stacks, and um, Flip. You know what I'm saying? That was my other name. Flip. Yeah. What the hell? Where's, where's Flip? Where'd you get Flip from? Because, man. You know what I'm saying? At any given moment, it was like a quarter, man. Shit pop off. Flip. You know what I'm saying? So. When this one, so when you got to New, New York... Yeah. Were you getting in trouble then, or you still seeing? So, my, what was you doing? Man? At that was time, the way? at that time, I was, uh, I was basically just trying to make some money. Of course, I was still looking for trouble. Um, started fucking up in the streets of Jersey City and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, out in Journal Square, was working out of a spot called All Eyes on Me. Um, my brother was out airbrushing out of there, and I was, um, you know, helping him move things, and I was selling weed out of there, too. There was these two G- Egyptian dudes who uh, who owned the spot. They ended up getting um, indicted and shit, like, two years later, you know what I'm saying, for the whole operation. And, um, you know, I ain't gonna put no names out there, but um, one of my peoples was actually working, um, you know what I'm saying, with, 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 um, like, he was a cop, basically. You feel me? And he put me up on G. He was like, yo, 
stop fucking with them. They about to go down, you know? So if, if it wasn't for that, I probably would have had to charge on them for that too and shit. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there wasn't really no point. There wasn't really no point. No, we don't want the fan on because of the air circulating in here. We don't want to. We don't want to get yeah. it. There wasn't really no point that I was um really focused on anything outside of uh just digging a deeper hole for myself, bro. For mm-hmm. real, for real. The last uh, year and a half was probably the most um focused I've been, you know, because some shit happened. So, you know. You put any projects out as G Money Stacks or Money Move? Nah, nah. So basically, I don't really know what happened. You or know, flip. some <laughs> um, some shit happened. Hold on, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. yeah. Um, you hear, bro? What's going? On? What's going on, Big Ange? You know, we just out here working. I'm so excited for right, the new year. No um, be, um, one of my. You know, artists that I've been working with this year. Um, And he has a very unique story. Um, We actually are comparing him to the next Jeezy. So um, that's what's so incredible about him. His music's so raw and racy. And he just gives it to you like no other. I'm going to step out right quick and um, take this call and everything. Yeah, we got about 20 minutes left. Yeah, when the money calls, you got to ask. You feel me? Mm hmm. Yeah, so um, what was we talking about, B. Diddy? We was, talk- we was talking about you in New Jersey, G Money Stacks, Money Mood. Did you know albums that were really nah, released on projects? Like G- I said, videos. When, when, you, when you ripping and running, you know, mm-hmm. as as like a, someone who's hustling, you know, your main goal, in my opinion, what I was doing was just trying to get the bag because I kind of felt like that lifestyle went hand in hand with being a rapper in the first place when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? It only made sense for me to focus on that. And, um, you know, I would only freestyle and stuff like that to showcase my skills and stuff. Niggas used to get in a circle, smoke blunts and shit with just freestyle and shit like that. But um, nah, man, you know, all of the all of the music that I really did, I ain't really do no music for real, for real. like for a minute man i came out matter of fact <clears throat> there was a point and um after newark i i um ended up joining the military bro i mean okay <laughs> so you said, another thank spin. you for your service so. another, no 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 nah. you ain't never gotta say that bro. okay the reason is is um you know i'm on some shit where like uh fuck all that to be real with you all right but um i'm grateful for whatever i don't know i'm supposed to be grateful for something i'm still here breathing that's what I'm you try to say i'm grateful so, for it <laughs> <laughs> i guess uh, they did feed me yeah, yeah right I'm, I'm here they paid me you know what i'm saying i got cut a check and shit, I had, did you did you get did you get a challenger charger or like a dodge something Yo, to? real talk everybody in the military had one of them shits man it was like know. a fucking dick swinging thing yeah man. you know what i'm saying i I was in I was a midshipman and, my, oh, okay. uh, and I did the ROTC thing for three yeah, years right. and then my dad was in the military. My granddad was in the military for thirty years. Yeah, command sergeant major um, type stuff. So you you did your did you you did your whole term? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say I did my whole term. I did four. You know, I did my deployment when yeah. I was Iraq. You know, I was uh, deployed as a chopper gunner out there, and um, you know. Um, 
What was I to? Oh yeah, music. You're making music. music. So after just I got out there. out the army, you know what I'm saying. I was had, you making um, music in the army? No, no, not at all. You, you really? Nobody was out there. I know a couple cats that said that first time they, Bro, they I performed. I wasn't trying to fuck with no lames, man. Like <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm being real. Okay, so that's like, kind of lameish. So that I could. I get it. Like, I, I wasn't like. You know what I'm saying? If I'm gonna be serious about my craft. I probably won't fuck with none of y'all. You know what I'm saying? These so, cats are just really out here trying to win talent shows exactly, and get time and off. And fuck bitches and shit. So, yeah, you know. You're like, bro, I've yeah. been getting bitches. I don't yeah, yeah, basically. So, um, after I, uh, after I got out, though, um, that's when I linked up with my boy Ace. Ace High, he produced a few of my beats. Um, If you listen to my people, you know what I'm saying? He produced that beat for me and shit. So, um, that's when I linked up with Ace. And um, we started running our own group called Black Fist. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the stuff is in the archives. Really haven't put out there too much like that. Mm-hmm. Um, our group ended up getting fucked up. You know, um, women shit. We, and, um, no, not the women shit. Yeah, women shit. You Before know we saying? get into the women shit, your deployments. Yeah. Top five, top three places with the finest women across the world. Because that's what I want to know. Florida. <laughs> she said Florida. Um, <laughs> and you from big Angie from Florida? Across the world, across the world. Cali got some. Okay, so even we've been across the world to Cali. Um, I would say I would Cali. say Amsterdam got some got some fine women, but I ain't really do too much sightseeing, bro. Was you married? <laughs> so I see. So is you married at the time? Are you married? Yeah, I was married at that time, but um, you know, I only got well. Let me. I'm going to just go ahead and put this disclaimer. No disrespect, no but disrespect. I only got married to put a foothold in my daughter's life. You know what I'm saying? That's um, You know, at that time, like, she told me she was pregnant. I went and got her a ring the next day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I grew up without a without, without a pot. So my mom's was a bipolar. So I didn't really have too much of that. So I, I had to make sure I put a ring on that finger. And... It is what it is. Some people say it's for the wrong reason, but I'm still a father to my daughter, and I make sure of that. So it is what it is. Stepped Cheers up. That. Stepped up. Got married. That's that's what I don't know, man. Because I feel like we talk about cats. Always talking about um, they don't want to nowadays to talk is it's easier just not to have a girl and this and that. Yeah. But then I'm thinking to myself like, yo, um, a a kid needs to have a mom and a dad in the home. Yeah. So I don't have no kids. I want kids. So I tell people like, so when I tell people I'm looking for a girl to have kids with, and that I'm actually looking for a girl that I can like be in the same space with. They're like, what? You want to yeah, be in the same right? space? Like you want to like, get cuffed up? What's wrong with I'm you? I'm like, no, like, sir. It's I, like, first of all, I do what I want. Even if I have a girl, I'm gonna do yeah, what I basically. want. <laughs> and she go and she gonna and she gonna get down like, to lay down. Tell them, bro. <laughs> like, come on now. Like, come on. What happened to men having that ethos about themselves, and then having that, like, like you said, that ethos about if you have a kid, you yeah. want your kid to have a mom and dad in the home. Yeah. So yeah, we can we can we can pay for everything we want. Yeah. But there's certain things that you can't pay for that are replaceable. Having your having uh just even having the thought and having that be a goal that you have the same mom and dad in the crib. You, you know, know it has to really do with the social fabric of things. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that it's engineered for urban communities is really to like 50% of the time it's going to be a broken home, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just because of the way that the systematic circumstances are set up from the beginning, mm-hmm. like that's the outcome that is desirable to the people who set it up in the first place. I had I worked in I worked in Section 8 housing and it's a fact, fact that men used to hide their shoes 
from the from your baby mama's Yo, house. I swear on everything. I've yes. done that multiple times. And, and multiple but, times. To the point, yeah. to the point, bro. Like, it's funny you say that. <laughs> to the point where I literally have my entire wardrobe inside of a closet that when the inspection people would come, I would just put a padlock on that shit and go to my boy's crib. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but you still in there. Like, yeah, you know yeah, saying? but I couldn't leave a every, trace. A every, trace. Because they would sniff it out. And that's crazy, man. If you go to these other neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying, where there's a different type of skin color, not saying anything, but they give it out to them like candy without even asking them to report and do all this compliance shit. Over here, you got to fucking not have a good paying job. You got to go to work first for fucking four hours a day. You know what I'm saying? And it's a whole bunch of shit that's designed to keep you in some bullshit McDonald's ass job, bro. Comply, 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 comply. Ain't that always a word that it's they give you when is. they want to fuck you over? Yeah, it's comply. <laughs> so, so talking about getting fucked over, you said you had some situations with the lady problems end up happening with your group. It's called the. It was called Black Fist. Black Fist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This and, is out um, the military. Black Fist. Yeah, and so, we had something real special going on. We, we was definitely ahead of our time of what we was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we was more so on like a um, a um, uh, a political type, um, rebellious type music that was to incite. You know what I'm saying? Like people to action. Before everything, before all the um all the uh the fuck black Black Lives Matter shit, before all of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We was really trying to push that agenda, but we was too ahead of our times and shit. And like I said, it, it got um a little messed up. We was young and um we didn't really know what to do as far as like protecting us from certain situations. So mm-hmm. we ended up um Again, this chick who was a singer, very talented uh, woman, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say her name just because I haven't talked to her about this interview before. And, um, you know, um, there was some conflicts of interest. And you already know, man, when feelings get involved and there's money involved and there's a man and a woman involved and then there's other niggas involved, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It never turns out good. No, man. <laughs> I was thinking about, when you say that, I start thinking about Lauryn Hill. I start thinking about Wycliffe. I start thinking about the uh, City High and how she had baby by two of the members. I start thinking about Edda James and what, what no, was it Edda James or the uh, Jennifer Hudson movie? Yeah, yeah. Beyonce. I start yeah. thinking about that scenario. What's the name of that shit again? Dream Girls. Yeah, Dream Girls. I don't know if that was a real situation. I like okay, that. Okay, Edge, hit there, that note. There, yeah, there's, right. this, it definitely could be situations involved. That, so, you know, uh, uh, what does it call that? Um, in the, the Odyssey, a woman started the whole Odyssey thing. Yeah. That, so, you know, the, the whole war between two countries or around women. A lot of empires been brought down by men and their egos around a woman who is, they feel like, property. Yeah. Everything, yeah. everything could get real crazy around that. Yeah, it definitely you, does, bro. So that brings you to today. Today. So right you, now. Right, right now. now. 2021 Vision. 2021. You've been delivered from these situations. You made it back from having green lights put on you in Cali, going having green lights put over you overseas, right by <laughs> other other countries, having green lights put on you by your own damn government, trying to kick you out of housing projects. Yeah. You're just trying to live. And then... <clears throat> difficulties in relationships and groups and then you've been delivering that and now you end it in Atlanta, Jordan. Do you 
do you live in Atlanta? Do you move back and forth through Atlanta? Or so, because so, no, live is too strong a word, yeah. right? I like to say work most spend most of your work out of because in this game I realize you can work a lot in other other cities and still live in a certain place. I mean, That's true. to really yeah, answer that question, B. Diddy, I'm something like a nomad, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm literally from coast to coast, like literally from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I basically, like, I'm everywhere, man. Like, I'm always in Jersey. I'm always in Nashville. I'm always out in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I'm always in Cali. You know what I'm saying? I still got a lot of ties in a lot of places that don't necessarily have to do with music. But um, my music roots, if that's what we're talking about, we used because work, that's work, my work. work. We you do most of your work out That's of. my work, Atlanta. Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to some of your tracks, and it kind of struck me as odd when you said it's old and it's five months old. Yeah. In my world, five months is when you really just start really getting behind pushing a single. Nah. You feel like five months to you is, oh, what, what have you changed? Have you changed the production <clears throat> in the last five months? So there's a lot of things that change, actually. You know, um... When I first started making music, um, it was basically, like you said, tunnel vision blinders. We were talking about that before. I had one goal in mind, and there was only one route in my mind to get to that goal. And that goal that I initially started making music for was to just bring more awareness to people that they have a choice between right and wrong and, you know what I'm saying, that God does exist, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I pushed that agenda um, very well in the music that I made and I made it very um, ingestible, you know what I'm saying, to, to people who don't even necessarily have an interest in that, you know what I'm saying? But just, just like, if you listen to a song and it's dope and you pick up some knowledge from it, that's what's up, you know what I'm saying? That's basically what my goal was, but... The thing is, is I started to understand that there's there's levels to it, like you were saying, man. You know what I'm saying? You can't just have that one l- focus because the appeal has to be a lot wider mm-hmm. if you plan on making the type of impact, you know what I'm saying, that you're trying to make. Um, so basically, um, basically, I see it like this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got a lot of works of arts. And the works of arts that are going to sell are the ones that are going to go in the gallery. And, you know what I'm saying, after, you know what I'm saying, people who's really interested in my art, they're going to start digging deeper into it. And the pieces that I've made already are going to increase in value at that point. So the shift that I've made now is to appeal more, I wouldn't say to the commercial world, but... um you know, to the to the hip-hop world, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because you can make hip-hop music and it not be appealing to the hip-hop community, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But my goal was to really make music and showcase, like, every single song that I do, my goal is just to do a better one than that. Like, I don't even, like, I hardly listen to any of my old music because I'm so focused on, you know what I'm saying, like, making shit better, making something new. And then once I got that golden goose, you know what I'm saying, then... And that's what we're running with. You feel me? And, and those things are already on deck right now. Is there anything that you want to, that I didn't touch on, that you want me to touch on? And also, this is your opportunity to network and share with people your socials and what they can expect from you? Yeah. Um, what I would, what I would want to say, you know what I'm saying, just as an overall statement, is that um, 
there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, um, regardless of how dark it seems, you know, like there's always light, man. We've been we've been shrouded in darkness um, purposely. And um, as a people, you know, it's really up to us to even believe that there's light to go looking for. Otherwise, our eyes are just going to be closed and we're not even going to be looking for it and we're not going to be looking for a way out. What I'm trying to do for everybody who's listening right now and my future listeners and my fan base who already supports me, you know, like I, I literally am just trying to remind everybody that y'all have a choice. You know what I'm saying? You could be whoever you want to be and however you want to be and still make morally conscious decisions throughout whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? Like the people who we listen to and you know what I'm saying who write our rules those motherfuckers ain't right you know what I'm saying but we listen to them you know what I'm saying we feel like their moral compass is something that we just gotta follow but that's not true we all got our own moral compasses that we need to be more aware of and you know what I'm saying that's the only way that we're, we're really gonna create a lane for ourselves as a people but that's that's what that's really what the essence of what I'm doing is you know. and, and network with them, network with them. So, uh, yeah, you can, um, <clears throat> now you can. I hate when artists start off like that. I would really appreciate it if y'all go and check out my music at um, SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash the artist Munir. Munir spelled M-U-N-E-E-R. Soundcloud.com slash the artist Munir. If you want to see some of my snippets and some of my uh, content on IG, you can follow me at the artist Munir um, for Instagram. And, um, you know, you can see a couple of things I got working on. Um, I got a lot of, got a lot of dope uh, visuals and I got new stuff coming out as well. So, um, yeah, if you could support and check it out, I'm sure that um that you'll like what you see, man. For real, for real. I think I want to thank you, the artist man, for coming through. It's your man B Diddy. Oh, May baby. all your pain be champagne. May all your tears be tears of joy. And you can catch me at B Diddy Dollars on all your socials. Yeah. Already. Peace. 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 All right, that's dope. Yeah, man.